If you're trying to conceive and feeling overwhelmed with fertility advice, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to Don't Tell Me to Relax, your fertility podcast and antidote to unhelpful fertility information. I'm Hannah, a fertility acupuncturist, teacher and campaigner for better fertility education. This podcast aims to empower and inform you about your menstrual cycle and fertility. It's basically all that information you didn't get in sex ed at school with the aim of improving your understanding of your reproductive health and optimizing your fertility. Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode. I'm really excited because I've got Dr. Helen O'Neill with me today and we are going to be talking about at-home testing because she runs a company called Hertility and they do a lot of testing at home for hormones and fertility information. And I've been in practice as an acupuncturist for 11 years now. And when I first started in practice, we used to spend a lot of time trying to get people to go back to their GP because people weren't getting the results. They weren't getting the tests that we knew that they needed in clinic. And I have to say the last sort of four years, three years has revolutionized what we can do in clinic because we've just taken away that stress of trying to get the right test done, trying to get test results by using online companies like yourself. So I'm so pleased that you're here uh, to speak to us because I know it's a huge part of the, uh, you know, the work and the interest of people that listen to this podcast. So Helen, would you like to tell us all about yourself and your company and how you came to this place? Absolutely. And thanks so much for having me. One of my biggest goals is to catch people early in their journey because it is a journey of discovery. And there's so much information out there that can be really misleading, quite confusing and very often daunting because you just want to get it right. So um, I am a molecular geneticist by background. I um, have always had a really keen interest in genetics because for an interesting reason, I am an identical twin. So I think from a really early age, I had an appreciation and understanding of genetics because I had somebody that looked the exact same as me, yeah. even though I felt very different to them. Um, so I, I studied molecular genetics at university, and then I went on to do a master's of science in prenatal genetics and fetal medicine at University College London, which I absolutely loved. It gave me an insight into really into the world of IVF, embryology, and kind of ha- all of the different things that are involved in understanding those key determinants of life, a sperm and an egg, and when they meet and form an embryo. And then I went on to do a PhD um, in stem cell genetics and developmental biology, looking really at the formation of an ovary. And after that PhD, I became a tenured lecturer at UCL where I still lecture. I've been there for nine years. I lecture master's students and medical students about reproduction, um, assisted conception, fertility, uh, infertility, female reproductive anatomy, genetics. And so it's really my, been my whole world, essentially for the last 16 years and more, in fact, um, uh, is really better understanding uh, everything there is about human reproduction. And so you can imagine when I got to the stage of really wanting to understand where I was in my journey, I think it's quite a depressing and daunting thing to lecture about the sheer prevalence of infertility yeah. and not have any idea about your own fertility. Um, really, really none. And wondering how is it that everywhere I go, the conversations that I have quite naturally lead to this burning question that we all have, which is, am I fertile? 
can I yeah. have a baby? Um, and you, you might, you know, so many people say that that isn't something that women think about anymore. That is not true. We have an, inter an internal dialogue that is constantly asking these questions. You know, when you look at even young children, like you, we give them dolls to play with, you know, that, ma that maternal kind of desire is built into us, whether, you know, societally that it's put into us or naturally. And so it's, it, it is a strange irony to not really have any answers as to your own fertility when you lecture about fertility and infertility. Yeah. And so that's really what led me to start Hertility, um, to give us, to really translate some of the information and the research that we have in the lab and to bring it to the everyday woman and to do so in a way that is approachable, warm, understanding, coming from a place of somebody who I really, I'm, I'm building this for myself, for my friends, for my sister, for my cousins, for all of the conversations that I have every time I'm out. These are the people for whom we're building answers for. And so taking into account the fact that the language needs to be clear, explained, understandable, and just on a human le human level. Yeah. And, and it's interesting because I would say the biggest reflection we hear in clinic is that because often when people come to our clinics, they're like, they're a bit further down the line and they're feeling a bit desperate. They're feeling like I've got nowhere else to go. What can I do? I feel so unsupported. And so they sort of come as a last ditch attempt to kind of mm -hmm. get some support and information. And, and repeatedly people say that they wish they'd known more about their fertility and they wish they'd known more sooner. Yeah. And it is so common that that's, you know, why I started the podcast. It's why I do lots of work around fertility awareness because you know, people who come to our clinic are often late 30s, early 40s, and they're saying, why didn't I know about this in my late 20s? Because time obviously is such a big factor. And so I think companies like yours and just this whole sort of revolution in understanding women's health is a really important part of feeding into that, you know, these increased rates of fertility, infertility that we've got, yes, it can only help. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, we, we are all... So in, we're such a generation of connected individuals, right? We're connected at in within a second to however many friends we want. We can reach out, we can find information in our in the palm of our hands, and yet we are so disconnected with our own bodies. Yeah, how many people come to us and they don't even have a, a, an understanding of their menstrual cycle patterns? What what when ovulation is you know these are really core signals that our body gives us to let us know whether we're fertile or not and we've become so disconnected with those signals that our bodies give us and that's for a number of reasons one we're not educated um, yeah. but two from such a young age we actually that that plug is pulled out from those notifications when so many women are put on hormonal contraception and so we essentially mute the signals and notifications that our body would naturally give us to let us know whether something's wrong, whether there's a irregularity. We've just tuned out completely from that that normal um, input into understanding our bodies and, and really recognizing when something goes wrong. Yeah, completely. And so, so tell us how does fertility work? Like, what's what what do people do? What's the process? So the process, I'll, I'll describe the process from two different uh, journeys. Um, the first is the patient or the or the person. So that the user journey that that person will go, undergo. And then the second is the back end and what we've created and what yeah. makes it so powerful. So the user journey is really simple. They fill, they go to our website. They um, complete a health assessment online where they answer a series of questions relating to their 
symptoms, menstrual patterns, their lifestyle factors. And from there, they will get a tailored test that comes to their house. And it's a simple finger prick blood test that they will fill uh, fill up a vial. Um, then they post that off to the free, free post envelope. They post it off. Our lab will uh, measure the analytes within the blood. And then we get the results and you we send them to you within eight days. And so you're able to view online. They, they, they we've really made that online experience quite um, akin to a virtual clinic. So the clinic door is open as you press the button and you'll be able to view, walk through your results. There's a, a, a written letter from our gynecologist explaining, uh, our, our team of gynecologists explaining, you know, what your results mean in, in, in the context of the health assessment answers that you've given us and the blood results. And so mm -hmm. for every hormone that we've tested, we will explain what what is this hormone? Why did we test it? What it means for you? And then you get an executive summary, which is, is essentially taking into account all of the different interplay between your lifestyle factors and how they could impact your hormone results and vice versa. And then we spent an additional two years building what's called the actionable insights, which is to tell you what are the things that you can do to improve your hormones um, by way of subtle changes within your diet or lifestyle that could um, result in your any one of those hormones to be either elevated or deficient. Mm. So it's really easy end to end. You don't need to leave your house to get a better idea of your fertility and overall reproductive health. From the back end, why it's so important to explain this is that we don't just test your blood results. We don't just test AMH. We don't just um, give an indication of a blood result. We're not giving you something that says your AMH is 15 picomoles per milliliter out of a reference range of eight to a thousand. You know, we're not doing that type of, you know, here's an, uh, here's a blood test answer. We want to give a blood test result. We want to give you actual answers. So the health assessment, though, from the user's perspective is super easy and educational so for every question we ask we we really tell you why we're asking that question mm. we say for example have you ever had a sexually transmitted infection um one in four have so there's no shame there but it's some can reduce your fertility so it's better to know and so we're really encouraging and supporting a reason why we've asked certain questions and we're also educating at the same time so you know for for some people they have no idea the things that they they are doing could impact their fertility. So we're really trying to say, listen, here's a reason why we're asking this, because did you know that this can impact your fertility? So it's kind of a two twofold way of us getting information that we need to make a diagnosis potentially, but also them understanding along that journey why. So we have internally embedded algorithms within that health assessment where we took all of the international diagnostic criteria and guidelines for now 18 of the most common gynecological pathologies that lead to reduced fertility mm. and we've embedded them within that. And so your typical, what we're really doing is creating a very powerful medical calculator. And to me, it makes perfect sense. Intuitively, you would say when we look for answers about complex mathematics, we use a calculator or an accountant, right? Um, <laughs> we don't rely on calling out numbers to an individual and hoping they come up with a, an equation or a solution. And that's kind of the, the um, expectation that we have currently on, on healthcare providers. We sit and we give them a snapshot of our health, uh, depending on what they've asked us, whether limited or not, and expect them to come up with a diagnosis in, in an on average nine minute appointment with a, with mm. a GP. Mm. And so this gives us the opportunity within that five minutes to capture as much information as possible that could lend to a potential diagnosis. Now, bearing in mind, 
the sheer prevalence of reproductive pathologies, um, it was really important for us to include information or symptoms that could lead to a diagnosis within that health assessment. So we've worked, I can't tell you how hard we worked on this. Uh, we were full, I'm very fortunate in that because I'm a lecturer um, in reproductive and molecular genetics. Um, most of my research team are my former students who were creme de la creme and <laughs> really cared about this. So um, we have really worked hard to ensure that we um, build in all of that information into the health assessment so that we're not just testing you for things that are inappropriate or won't matter or won't be informative. We will test you only the things that will yield proper clinical results that could give you uh, the next steps. So that's why it's the, you know, from the user's perspective, easy health assessment. From the back end perspective, we have embedded algorithms that really help us to calculate your reproductive risk of any mm. one of different pathologies and that's anything ranging from you know hypo or hyperthyroidism to um pcos to you know much more um much more structural where we'd recommend a scan so in about 47 percent of cases we will say you have a clinical reason to need that that warrants you getting further investigation through an ultrasound scan and so that was again part of the next steps for us yes we created this at-home test that could um be diagnostic and give you informed results about your fertility and overall reproductive health. But we wanted to be able to continue that journey of care so that should you, once you get your results, get, um, should you require a scan, we have a full clinical services um, uh, uh, service available, um, which enables you to either book a, a teleconsult with one of our consultant gynecologists who we have experts in PCOS, endometriosis, POI, um, fertility or you can book a, a quick ad a fertility advisor call which is basically just kind of to reassure you as to what the next steps are and what you could do a lot of people find this quite quite reassuring actually to book in a quick um call with a fertility advisor which is one of our fertility nurses uh, or we can book you can book a scan an ultrasound scan or you can book nutritional um consultations so really we have a full suite of services mm -hmm to you before embarking on a journey but should you wish or should if you've been trying for too long and this really gives you the is the answer to say actually do you know what I the results are the results are in I need help in my um fertility journey then we have um we refer to highly rated clinics on the HFEA so we've kind of taken that guesswork and confusion away from the person we've said look we've done our research we know who's good and who we're happy to refer to mm. your fertility journey should you wish to embark on egg freezing or um ivf and can you also use the results so say for example you something comes up you maybe you can't afford you know the next step of sort of private medicine can you use those results to sort of plug yourself back into the nhs so you yes. can say look this has been flagged you take it to your GP, I would like a referral to my fertility clinic, you know, gynecological yeah. clinic, you can do that. Yes, absolutely. So on your report, which is a beautiful digital report, um, there is a section that you can download the lab results. So it's basically a raw lab result, which is the currency that, you know, clinicians deal with. So you can bring that lab report to your um, to your GP and and go and get any other um and we we are so like even throughout the report we encourage somebody to to go to their gp to get into it should they wish that's a difficult balance for us because we want to be there as a trusted provider of information for individuals 
we're not here to upsell in other services. Mm. We're here to encourage you to go through. But there are some people for whom, if you even mention them going back to their GP, they're they're quite frustrated because yeah. they've gone through the ringer and gone through multiple, multiple appointments. And that's unfortunately the reality is that it takes on average 10 appointments to get a clinical diagnosis. And so that's yeah. why we're really proud to be able to bring this to somebody within eight days. Yeah. And you know what? Funnily enough, I did an online consultation myself yesterday and recommended you and uh, the test because I had somebody who has been trying to get a diagnosis for seven years and, you know, has been to the GP. Yeah, and, and this is not deep GP bashing in any way, shape no, or form because we know it's, it's, it's not, it's a, not. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, the system. And not, you know, also, we, we also rely, you know, in order to make a clinical diagnosis for many gynecological pathologies, we rely on a, on a very complex calculus of information surrounding your lifestyle, your any medications, any previous infection, your menstrual patterns, your symptoms. You know, so many of those symptoms are very insidious. You know, the pelvic pain. Of course, you're going to assume that it's a bad period. You know, we, we can't differentiate while eyeballing somebody. In the absence of thorough information, mm. what is what is wrong with them? And in the absence of having, you know, a thorough blood investigation as well. Mm. Yeah, I mean, she she had been seven years, and also because of COVID, it just sort of she was like sort of in the system. COVID yeah. stopped it, trying to get in, and and just was feeling so deflated. Yeah, um, that it's sort of given up. Problem. There's there's there are currently five hundred and thirty thousand women on the wait list for the NHS just to see a gynecologist. Yeah. And that's yeah. because during COVID, all of the non-essential clinics were closed or all, all clinics that were considered non-essential were yeah. closed. And that was all the gynecology clinics. Yeah. So if something comes up with one of your reports, obviously, then there is there is availability. And this is what I think is is so great about your company is because lots of other online testing, you get the test results and, and people are like, now what do I do with it? You yeah. know, like, where do I go? But I think having that kind of um, ongoing support is amazing. And also interpretation, like there yeah. are other testing companies out there and they just give you results. And without interpretation, it's it's actually really unfair to give somebody something like that where they have to go back to, you know, I always say that there's the other GP, which is your Google practitioner and you're sat Googling things, hoping for results. And that's a dangerous position to be in. Mm. And so in terms of like scams, because again, I mean, I'm we're really fortunate because I'm based in London as, and so we've got great uh, links with scanning uh, places, really reputable scanning places, so we can refer locally. But obviously, people get in touch with us from all over the country. So, so do your scanning places? Are they all over the? Are they like nationwide? Yeah, we have they're nationwide wide, and we have um, eighty five uh, clinics that we refer to. Wow, that's amazing. That's so good. Okay. And so, so I presume that, that that information is sort of told to you once you've gone through the process, should you need right, a scan, then you're like these. Yeah. You pick based on your location. Yeah. Great. That's so good, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> we've really thought of this from the human perspective. Like we've all been through things where we want, I mean, look at us. We're, we're tied to 30 minute segments on our calendars uh, it's yeah. actually very difficult you know, we just ran a campaign last week and it was like do your sister a solid and we actually said you know we would sooner bring our pets to the vet than we would bring ourselves to medical care like we wait until things are really drastic before we actually bring ourselves to uh, for an appointment and then when you 
when you go to finally do that and it's obstacle after obstacle or you you're not left with any results it is demoralizing you do kind of give up you just yeah. end up on this on this odyssey to an extent where actually you just put up with it and i think removing any of the barriers to entry from our very complicated lives um really is what we need so that's why everything is done from home you do health assessment you do the blood test you can speak to a practitioner we're introducing um prescriptions as well so that you could essentially sit at home do this health assessment get a test get a potential diagnosis and results speak to a practitioner who can die who can prescribe you something and it will arrive at your house that day or the following day so just streamlined access to care yeah so we that is a question that we are often asked we're often asked around prescribing you know lots of people are looking at using they want to use progesterone for luteal phase support or thyroxine for example if their thyroid's out but it, they, again they're struggling to get that support through their gp so is that the kind of prescriptions that are available or is it really dependent on obviously it's dependent on, on who comes through the door yes, exa that's exactly it that's exactly it it's it's dependent so we anything really and um, yeah that, that you can you, that you need um we can then prescribe Wow. And so that can all be done online through the yeah. post. You don't have to leave your house. No. That's absolutely revolutionary, isn't it? Yes, it is. I mean, to be honest, I ordered something on Amazon the other day and I actually felt quite uh, ashamed that it arrived at my house that night. And I was like, this is so trivial. I did not need this. It was like a, a peeler or something. And I just thought, how is it that we have infrastructures and logistics that are so well oiled when it comes to buying things that nobody needs and yet mm. things people that who desperately need medical help cannot get access to even a human being to speak to let alone you know a service so yeah. yeah i think i think we need to recreate that's that's our plan is to you know we we know that healthcare was never built for women in the first place and yeah. so we, we really want to recreate the healthcare system built solely for women and so I guess fertility is really for anybody, you know, you might not be ready to conceive yet. You might be just wanting to find out more information about your hormones. You know, it, it, I guess it goes across the board, doesn't it, of who it's, who it's for? And I know the name is fertility, which makes it sound like we are solely fertility. We are much more of a general gynecology tool. Um, yeah. And we built it into that because that because general gynecology, is general gynecology matters to your fertility. Um, I would love for every 20 year old to check in yes you're not gonna you know you're you would be considered wasting gp time if you were a 20 year old who was just curious and yet when we know that for example the incidence of cervical cancer is one in 64 and we have this emphasis on getting your smear test which is so important i think that same emphasis should be there for every form of reproductive pathology especially when their incidence is like one in ten um in fact, one in three women will have a reproductive pathology at some point in their lives. So having that annual check-in to me should be part of our everyday narrative, no matter yeah. what age you are. We say this all the time about, you know, even if you're not ready to think about conceiving, but let's say, for example, as you mentioned, so many people are put on contraceptions at a very young age because of hormonal issues yeah. and we, we always say wouldn't it be amazing if every time you went to get a repeat prescription you had a check-in and you had yeah. a full conversation about is this a good time to maybe come off see how your hormones are maybe do some investigations see whether things have settled down let's try and get to the root cause of your problem do some testing but it's not it's just kind of like 
doled out repeat 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 and people come and sit in clinic and they're like I was on the pill for like 18 years and nobody ever discussed with me that the reason I went on for painful heavy periods might actually be an indicator that could affect my fertility in 20 years time and 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 they're so cross and rightly bloody so yes that that has you know all those opportunities that there were to have that conversation were never it was never flat it's like it's like giving somebody a bandage and just saying here you go we won't look at the wound we'll just put it over it and and hope it goes away and what's hard is that if you are put on a form of contraception to reduce a symptom like whether it's hormonal acne whether it's painful periods heavy periods there's no day is a good day to decide you want that back in your life and so this kind of this twofold um problem where you're a little bit afraid to even take that bandage off right yeah absolutely but I think it's about having that awareness that there are things that you can do because I guess you know the general kind of consensus that has been there for a long time is that if you have problems with your hormones or your periods or you know any kind of gynae problems then these are your options you've got contraception you've got painkillers and that's basically you know or surgery or you know some major intervention this whole idea and this is what we talk about a lot in in sort of my clinic is this whole idea that there are things that you can do yourself in terms of your lifestyle what you're doing what you're putting in your body how much you're resting how much you're exercising all of those things can have an impact like we have some control over what is happening with yeah, our bodies but it's sort of like that that message kind of got a bit missed and it was like well you are somebody who suffers from painful periods and so this is your option without looking at that that person as a whole is kind of not serving people so then people feel concerned about what can i do this these are my only options which i don't i really don't think is true no and there's actually one of the biggest studies looking at pcos and anovulation so we know that a lot of like that women with pcos are, you know, have irregular ovulation. So they find it difficult to get pregnant, but in 70% of cases, ovulation, regular ovulation resumed through dietary and exercise intervention. And yet we overly medicalize things to an extent when actually so much is determined through our lifestyle and what we put into our bodies. Of course, it's the most obvious thing in the world. (laughs) It is, but it's weird how it's not been in the conversation ever. No, it isn't. Yeah, it's not. Everything. I think we've become just a, a completely um, medicines-driven generation um, because there is, there's a pill for everything. Yeah. Yes. So thank you so much. Is So to, for people to buy the um, test kit and do the online form, it's all through the website, which obviously I'm going to put um, in the show notes. Um, have you got any campaigns or anything coming up? What are your sort of plans going forward? We are going to be launching a, um, essentially because nobody funds women's health um, and our revenue fuels our research, we um, have jumpers and t-shirts and wash bags that say, I'm not overreacting um, with a nice ovary on it. And so we, the proceeds of that will go towards our research. So we really want women to wear these with pride um, and just say, like, I am part of building a better future for women so we're launching that next week so probably by the time this is out check out our merch oh, amazing um, there with pride support research into women's health and yeah i think that's that's what we're hoping to do is you know it's, it's a twofold approach one let's educate more people um and two let's not suffer in silence yeah 
Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time. We really, really appreciate it. And I know that everybody listening to this is going to be so excited and so interested in finding out more because it is literally ticking the boxes of, I imagine, the vast majority of people who listen to this. So thanks so much. I hope it's, so. I hope yeah, so. It's like, I'm it's sure. like three appointments in one. So hopefully yeah. it's, it's, it's a worthwhile um, journey to go on. Thank you so much for your time. And as always, all the details about what we've talked about today are going to be in the show notes. So if you want to find out more information, it's going to be in there. And thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed listening to this and want to find out more, then come and join my free community in Facebook. We have loads of resources. You can catch up on all our previous webinars and be the first to know about forthcoming events. To sign up, just follow the link in the show notes. And if you'd like to work one-to-one with myself or one of the team, then please see our website, hannahpern.com, where you can book in directly or organize a discovery call to find out how we can support your fertility and your reproductive health.